This is my convention. What is happening to it? You know why you do it. You don't do it because you get paid well. You don't do it because men love you. You do it because you love men and because more than that, you want to honor God. This is protest here tonight. Hello, and thank you for joining me for this live edition of Protestia tonight. This is Tuesday night, the 12th of December, 2023, and you are watching or listening to the program that we hope will be glorifying to God, convicting the sinners, and edifying to the saints. This is a program with sincere questions and biblical answers. This program, of course, is brought to you by our wonderful and intrepid patron supporters who for only but. $5.95 $5.95 a month, excuse me, $5.95 a month support um, the ongoing work and ministry here at Protestia. Um, yeah, on a, on a financial level, um, support starts at $5.95 a month, goes up uh, from there. There's a few different tiers and things, and um, yeah, we're blessed to have any any support uh, that you are willing to offer. Um, we don't go live quite as often uh, as we used to. Um Things get busy and whatnot, and programs take a while to prepare. But I am glad to be here with you. The funny thing is, I was planning on, I was planning on, um, I was planning on pre pre recording this, I guess, and uh, then putting it up later. And by the time I got everything sort of lined up and put together and and whatnot, then it was like, okay, it's getting close to six thirty. Let's just do it live, and we'll see who's around. You know, so we try to announce that kind of stuff earlier in the day so that. Uh, Folks can plan and, you know, they can, they can decide that they want to watch Protesty tonight and talk, you know, talk with me and chat with me rather than, you know, Tucker Carlson or whoever's, whoever's doing stuff, uh, or, you know, our, our, our friend, uh, John Harris, who's probably, he's doing a live at some point tonight. So, uh, uh, no doubt he will have more live, uh, streamers than us. That is definitely his, his deal. And I am, but a regular pew sitting part-time uh, guy trying to keep up with all of these wonderful friends and uh, vocational ministers that I know in and out of the church. That's what we're trying to do. Uh, today, we're tonight we're going to be talking about, we're probably going to spend most of our time on this, I would think. We're going to be discussing the breaking news, I'm going to put, like, put it in scare quotes, the breaking news of um, First Baptist Church Orlando um, being gay affirming, like, well, like we said they were, and like, um, Jeff at the dissenter said they were, and like Justin Peters said they were, um, over a year ago. And, uh, now it's starting, it's starting to get a little bit of traction in the more, um, I don't know, mainstream, respectable Christian publications, if you could say it that way. Um, so yeah, so we're going to be, we're going to be talking, kind of digging through that and talking about that probably for most of the freeloader side of the program. And then in the PTVIP, um, which is the non-freeloader portion of the program, and there's a special link for that, by the way, if you're curious, um, there's still time to sign up. If you sign up on Protestia, um, $5.95 a month or up, uh, you get access to uh, the PTVIP where we answer sincere questions. You can submit questions in the comments or in messages on Patreon, and we will add them to the list to answer. We have a handful of good ones we're going to be talking about. It looks like uh, um, this time of year, we always discuss this a little bit, the secular part of Christmas versus the Christian part of celebrating Christmas. Um, And then a little bit about uh, ecclesiology, it looks like. Uh, We're going to be talking about that in the PTVIP um, some of you might a little a little housekeeping here before we get started. You you may have noticed as our intrepid and awesome and hardworking and um, just amazing writing uh, staff writer uh, took a couple of days off. Uh, he had a a death in the family he traveled for. So um, I would ask for your prayers for for our wonderful staff writer and his family, his extended family, as they mourn uh, the loss. I believe it was a. Um, grandfather or grandmother. I don't want to speculate too much, but, um, needless to say, took, took a couple days off. There were no posts going up. Obviously the readership of the website drops substantially when there, the content just stops, but it did give me the chance to sort of give the, uh, the old website a little facelift. And I would, um, certainly ask you, I mean, you check it out. Let me know if there are any issues with it, any problems, if it doesn't, it's not functioning right. Um, if it's not, if you don't like it as much, if you say, Hey, that's just, that's uglier now for some reason, trying to, you know, clean it up a little bit. So it's a little easier to find what you want, a little easier to navigate around. 
Um, we've been working on that and, and you can actually see it over, um, let me flip over to it. So this, this is the, um, the new, this sort of the new look. I'm just click over here back to the, the, the homepage. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you can see, uh, the live stream that we are on right now is, is embedded right up there. And anytime that, um, we're set to go live for protesting tonight, there will be, um, this, this little, um, you can see it sort of right above me here. This YouTube embed up here will appear. And when we're not uh, set to go live or nothing scheduled and something like that, it will disappear. Of course, for those of you that are patron supporters, you can go over here and click the login with Patreon to uh, browse the website ad-free. We don't do a ton of ads anyway. You know, we really try to try to you know not be too ridiculous about it, but there are some. And if you'd prefer to browse without them, you certainly can. Um, there'll always be the uh, latest intelligence briefing right here. Again, unless we're going live, in which case that will be replaced by a live thumb. And then the uh, the rumble protesting night which will remain even afterwards we got a music playlist i'm hoping to add to right now it's just right now it's just fun stuff it's uh you know the try that in a small church it's uh uh you know trauma queen <laughs> you know some, some some uh bible shredding with andy stanley is on that playlist so some some you know some fun stuff but hopefully a little bit cleaner a little bit to easier to get around um let's talk about this real quick before we get to the first uh, Baptist Church Orlando stuff. So Mike Bickle, the prophet over at the International House of Pancakes, I mean prayer, has, um, I guess, announced that he has been hiding some pretty serious um, immoral behavior, some, some, I would say, disqualifying behavior, it looks like, for a long time. So we, this just got to, and, and the story's been out for a little while, uh, today, yesterday, I believe, um, but we just got our our take on it posted here at Protestia, and it reads, Mike Bickle, the false prophet leader of um, the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, has released a personal statement regarding allegations against him, writing, I sadly admit 20 years, 20 plus years ago, I sinned by engaging in inappropriate behavior. <laughs> Is this not always how this stuff ends up characterized? Like, it's not, it's not sin. I mean, like, Sin is such a is such a no no word in today's uh, evangelical um, in today's evangelical conversation. So he just says inappropriate behavior, moral moral failings. It's cagey, minimizing. It's a cagey, minimizing statement from Bickle. A careful admission designed to give the impression that he did something. It wasn't that bad. It's all in the past. Um, he says I'm not admitting to the more intense sexual activities that some are suggesting. Okay. Well, there you go. According to Jane Doe, I guess I, I apparently this is a person who doesn't want their identity revealed. The woman Bickle engaged in inappropriate behavior with. He started coming on to her when she was 19 and he was 42, prophesying over her and telling her she would be his wife one day. Um, despite him already being married, she recounts that he um, plied her with manipulations, machinations, spiritual abuse. I mean, it is a spiritually abusive thing. To, you know, and this fits right in with what charismatic, quote unquote, prophets and apostles would would say anyway. Hey, God told me this. God told me that, um, you know, what, whatever comes out of their mouth is is granted the the authority of God himself, um, which it's consistent with calling yourself an apostle. And I don't know how much Bickle called himself that, but he certainly was. He certainly always acted as the prophet. Um, and he says, um yeah, he's deeply sorry. Uh, the delay created additional pain, anguish, division. Um, yeah, I mean, this this is, I mean, as, as scripture says, your sin will find you out. Now, um, as I'm getting, I, I just realized I sort of jumped into this um, too quickly. I sort of jumped into it too quickly um, because before we ever get to stories like this, before I ever start discussing Mike Bickle and, you know, the stories of the day, First Baptist Church, Orlando, um, and we're going to get into the Christian post reporting on this as well. Some tweets um, of people that we know um, and their take on it. Um, but before we ever get to all of that, the reason that this program exists, the reason that um, really any ministry exists is first and foremost to um, propagate and promote and preach and proclaim from the rooftops, the, the good news um, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We put the gospel at the front of every program. This one apparently being the, uh, 
a recent exception. It's not the front, but we're gonna we're going to um, rewind the clock a little bit and get into it because no matter what else we say, uh, the information here is is it's only for it's only useful for the sanctification edification of the local church. And local churches are made up of believers in Jesus Christ. Um, if you are not a believer in Jesus Christ. Uh, this information is not going to be very helpful to you because we're going to endeavor to dig down to the doctrine, the biblical doctrine behind any issue that we're discussing here. Um, And the program is designed, it's intended for loving, giving, serving, faithful members of local New Testament congregations. And, and this will be part of the discussion. I think when we get into the first Baptist church Orlando stuff, the nature of church membership, and especially for Baptist churches, the fact that it, um, we, only allow people into membership who are regenerate believers. Now, what does that mean? Well, um, the Bible says that uh, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and our God is holy, almighty, powerful, and he tol- He doesn't tolerate any sin, whether by behavior, disposition, um, motivation, feelings, whatever. Any sin, anything that's outside of his perfect design and his perfect intent um puts us in a position of being condemned for that sin. Um, and before the good news, the, the bad news gets even worse because we're, not only are we, are we condemned for sinning, we're born into it. You might say, well, that's not fair. All I can say is, hey, life isn't fair. And even if you had a chance, you still would have sinned. Um, we were born into sin and rebellion, rebelling against God and in desperate, desperate need of salvation from that the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life now god provides that eternal gift through the person and work and sacrifice payment uh, for our sins by his son jesus christ the bible says jesus was born of a virgin not inheriting the original sin that we all inherited conceived of the holy ghost he lived a perfect life earning righteousness on our behalf and then traded traded that righteousness for the death that we deserve. Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay the penalty for the sins of those whom uh, would accept him and have placed their faith, hope, and trust in him for salvation. The Bible says, uh, repent of your sins, turn from your wicked ways, trust in Jesus Christ for salvation from the death that you rightly deserve, and and salvation is a free gift. Um, Jesus died on that cross. He was buried, died, buried, and then raised on the third day by the power of the Holy Spirit, conquering death, proving his sacrifice was accepted, um, seen by uh, hundreds, scores, tons of people, um, and then ascended to the Father, now sits at the right hand of the Father and intercedes for us. What does that mean? It means that um, God now sees us who, who have faith in Jesus as righteous. He sees us as having the righteousness of Christ um, because of our faith, that that righteousness is imputed to us. And um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's why we do all of this ministry work. That's what makes any of this important at all. And frankly, there's a lot of stuff we're going to discuss. You probably won't understand and certainly won't be able to use. Um, it will, it will not be edifying for you. It will not be edifying for anybody else, you know, outside of you being saved and being uh, reconciled to God through the person and work of Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins, turn from your wicked ways, and put your faith in Jesus Christ for your salvation. If you have, if you have questions about that, please reach out to us. Um, that is more important than the rest of this. And like I said, we're going to get in and out of the gospel message a little bit as we discuss some of these issues um, as, as we dig into it. But suffice it to say, um, if you are not a believer or if you are not serious about helping your church, helping fellow believers with any information you get here, turn the program off. It's not for you. Um, it's only going to hurt people. And uh, frankly, some, sometimes the work is painful, so painful to dig through this stuff that we would, we would prefer that it um, not do needless damage, but instead just be a clarion call to what is going on in the larger evangelical world so that we can be practicing the powers of our discernment with constant practice as instructed by Scripture. Um, so back to, back to Mike Bickle, back to this Mike Bickle thing. Um, he borrowed a play from Johnny Hunt, our intrepid staff writer writes saying his sexual sins and adultery were private. None of the business of the church and the ministry. And that because he dealt with them privately, there was no reason to confess them publicly until he was exposed, which perhaps explains why even now they are so vague and hazy. 
hitting back at his critics, including us, Bickle grumbles. Since late October, terrible things have been written against me in various communications, blogs, articles, posts, etc., that describe me in various sinful things that I allegedly did, many misrepresentations of my words and actions in these communications, including statements totally out of context, greatly exaggerated, or blatantly false. Of course, he doesn't say what these terrible and false things are, leading one to assume it's all just made up, which is the whole idea. That's the whole the whole reason to sort of um you know, play, play dumb about these things and see if everybody will sort of ignore it and let it go by. Um, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Even if, um, you know, this, this sort of sticks and Bickle is removed and he's not there anymore. He'll just, he'll do what every other disgraced, um, sort of mega church pastor does. And he'll sort of lay low for a little while. And, and then he'll come back in a year with some new church and some ministry because these guys can't do anything. But but be professional ministers, professional pastors, professional um, thought leaders in in Christianity. They certainly they can't go get a a regular job like normal people like like you should be doing if you're disqualified from ministry. Now he'll he'll sort of you know he'll find some yes men. He'll find some lackeys to to lay hands on him and say, oh he's he's really changed and and we've confirmed. I mean this is what happened with Johnny Hunt. It's the same thing. They'll find some lackeys, some buddies, some some you know people on the inside in the in in ministry, in ministry incorporated to lay their hands on them, say he's fine, and then he'll be back in some other pulpit. He'll start some other church. That's what that's what these guys do. Perry Noble did the same thing. Mark Driscoll, same thing. Um, and 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 of course because you know I don't want to chase this rabbit too much, but because they're all charismatics, they'll come up with some God told me reason why this is all okay. That's that's how it always happens. Um, anyway, moving on. So this, this, uh, article and this tweet here from, uh, this is Leonardo Blair over at the Christian post, um, just tweets is a Southern Baptist megachurch now affirming same sex relationships. Uh, X formerly known as Twitter now just shows a little thumbnail whenever, whenever, um, an article is posted now it doesn't doesn't show the details necessarily, but jumping over to the article, this over at the Christian Post is a Southern Baptist megachurch now affirming same-sex relationships. So, um, the article re- talks about uh, Joe Mills, a Florida business owner, who back in December, December fourth of twenty twenty one, so a little over two years, quote unquote, married his longtime same-sex partner, Mario, uh, to protect their finances. So the article reads, um, all the questions about the, uh, as Joe Mills remembers it, all the questions about whether the 14,000-member First Baptist Church of Orlando is now affirming same-sex relationships began after he started a Bible study group on Facebook with two of his gay friends called the Gospel Gathering while actively participating at First Baptist Church Orlando. The group described itself as of Christian believers who want to worship God in a safe and non-judgmental environment where all are welcome. Now, you know, the immediate discernment red flag goes up and we say, okay, is, is, is anything that we bring God as worship, anything that we do in our lives uh, while we're worshiping welcome? Is that, is that welcome to God? No. No. God is primarily concerned about the nature of our worship primarily concerned about um, approaching the throne in repentance and in obedience to his commands. And yet, um, you know, anybody can call anything Christian. So you can say you're a Christian believer all day long and not be one. And a lot of uh, media will report that you are one. Now, I'm not saying that that Christian Post is doing this, um, but it's certainly mainstream media would do it. They'd say, okay, if somebody says they're a Christian, they're a Christian. And and then whatever they try to like put in that Christian box, um, is is a secondary issue. So uh, yeah, so all three men are gay, but Mills insisted it was not a gay group. Okay, yeah, right. You'll see. We also provide food. Okay, well there you go. So since the group's founding in 2021, it has evolved into a nonprofit bearing the same name, called the Gospel Gathering. And uh, provides help for Orlando's 
Orlando's homeless population and celebrates affirming churches. Now, what's an affirming church as we know an affirming church is um, an, a, church, a church that just doesn't follow what Scripture teaches on human sexuality, on the nature of marriage, on the nature of, uh, the nature of men versus women, and what the Bible says about that. It just pretends like it isn't there. They just sort of invent their own Christianity. Uh, so this is this, the, the gospel gathering. And they, they talk about the story, story here. Um, I suspect. Yeah. So here's, here's Joe, Joe Mills. Um, the, the, the gay founder of the gospel gathering, uh, of course the word gay and homosexual do not exist on, uh, at least on this homepage. So, although they did sneak a, they did sneak a rainbow in there as a, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that that's a, like a dog whistle or something, but uh, anyway, back to the article here. So the, the, um, this photo that we saw in the article is, uh, from the group's page and it shows Joe Mills at first Baptist Orlando, apparently assisting with a baptism. This was just months after he quote unquote married his same sex partner. This is an SBC church. Um, in a separate photo, uh, Mills is shown serving in ministry with his brothers and sisters from First Orlando. And then uh, uh, Copley, who I think is, is a, this is a, yeah, let's see. Who's Copley again? I'm trying to work through this. This is a challenge. We're trying to just like read it. Okay. So it's one of his friends, one of his gay friends, um, Kenny. I'm sorry, Kevin, Kevin Copley, uh, revealed in a post in the, in the page that Danny DeArma, senior associate pastor of first Baptist Orlando met with a group. So, so Danny DeArma is meeting consistently with, uh, this group of supposed gay Christians. So we're, we're going to put a bookmark in this, uh, right now and move over to, um, an important verse for, I think for, for figuring this out and for uh, really rebuking Danny DeArmas and not, not that, I mean, that's going to continue as, as we play some clips and things like that of um, what he's doing. So we're going to go to, this is Paul's instructions to the Corinthian church regarding association. Let's, let's go over here. First Corinthians five, nine. I wrote to you, this is Paul writing to the Corinthian church. I wrote to you in my letter, not to associate with, sexually immoral people. Now, obviously, um, if you're talking about a group that is openly affirming homosexual quote unquote marriage and behavior and all this, this is exactly, exactly what Paul was talking about in talking to the Corinthian church. Um, the church is not to associate with sexually immoral people. And then he clarifies not at all, or I shouldn't say he clarifies. He he starts specifying what he means, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or greedy swindlers, idolaters, since then you would need to go out of the world. Now, what is he saying here? He's, he's indicating um, that this is not an instruction for the church to avoid ministering to unbelievers evangelistically who happen to fit these categories of being sexually immoral, greedy swindlers, idolaters. Um, and then in verse 11, he says, but now I'm writing to you to not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother, who calls themselves a Christian, who is supposedly part of your church, or um, would claim the name of Christ and yet is guilty of sexual immorality, greed, idolater, revile, or drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such a one. So again, we go back to um, the article talking about... Um, associate pastor here, Danny DeArmas, um, regularly meeting with this group, apparently. Um, and this group regularly meets up at the Baptist church on Sunday morning. Again, to clarify, this is a group of, um, professing believers who are all in at a Southern Baptist church who are also professing homosexuals. We just saw scripture very clearly indicate what we are supposed to do in that kind of situation. So um, this is DeArmas, he's right there in the, in the blue hat, um, is shown baptizing Mills in the ocean. And this is uh, May 2022 that this is posted. 
So this is this is Danny DeArmas baptizing a Southern Baptist pastor, baptizing um, unrepentant gay married homosexuals, which in Baptist land and in, in Baptist world and Baptist ecclesiology in the Southern Baptist Convention, baptism is part and parcel of membership into the church. This is this is us all saying we accept your profession of faith. We agree you are a Christian. Now, the Bible very clearly opposes that. Again, back to, um, let's head back to, this is um, Romans 1, and we've been over this before, of course. This is Romans 1.18, which clear, very clearly states, this is Paul writing to the Roman church, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. What's the truth being suppressed here? The, the truth being suppressed here is that um, if you are an unrepentant, um, sexually immoral person, unrepentant homosexual, someone practicing homosexuality, um, you are an unbeliever. And so, so by baptizing this uh, Joe Mills here into fellowship, Danny DeArmer says suppressing the truth. He's lying to him. It's one of the most unloving things a Christian pastor could ever do to somebody um, in their fellowship. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to him. His invisible attributes, namely his eternal power, divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. Now, this is important. The creation of the world, since the creation of the world and the things that have been made, such as the nature of men and women, God's perfect design for marriage is designed for the unity of man and wife, husband and wife, male and female, um, is very clear in the things that have been made. We can look even without, it doesn't take special revelation to figure this one out, that men go with women. When men don't go with men, that's a perversion. Scripture very clearly describes that as a perversion. And then uh, goes on to say, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became Futile in their thinking. Futile in their thinking, deciding that, oh, but well, the world is really into this sin. I mean, the, the, the world says it's okay. I mean, the, the, the world accepts this. And so, you know, I mean, we don't want to turn people away from our church. We don't, we don't want to make people feel unwelcome. We don't, we don't, we don't want to sit there and, like, and in judgment of people. We don't, we don't want to reinforce what all the bad things they already think about Christians, the futile thinking. And then what? Their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creepy things. The idolatry comes in. And idolatry takes many forms. Idolatry um, in, in our day and age is very often this idea that we can make our own reality. We can decide our own morality, right? And, and people do this all the time. They step in the place of God, and, and because we're such a, uh, a rich and materialistic, uh, you know, materially wealthy culture, we can get away with it. We live half, half the time on the internet, making up our own reality. You know, things that we don't want to see cease to exist. Things we want to see, we see more of. Um, our world is reshaped in our own image. For this reason... Romans one twenty six. for this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men. Right back to here. Men committing shameless acts with men. Shameless acts with men. Unnatural acts. Unnatural sin shameless acts with men and receiving um, and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. Since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. Their gossips, slanders, haters of God, Insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they 
and this 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 is where we point the finger of rebuke back at this SBC church, though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Tell me that this is not what's going on at this supposed at the Southern Baptist Church, the supposedly Orthodox Church. Now back to the article here. Let's get back to it here. Where are we? There we are. Okay, so. So Diarmas shown baptizing Mills. Chris Bacon, youth minister, was also present. Mills explained to CP. So apparently Joe Mills was talking to Christian Post. As, as, I mean, we know that because he was earlier. Um. He was baptized by Diarmas well before the date that it was posted. So who knows when it was posted? It it may have been before or after his his fake marriage. Before or after that, I don't know. But there's every reason to think that Danny Diarmas would knew about his relationship, knew knew about his beliefs, knew about his convictions, and then says, "I love our new name, First Orlando." I'm so proud to serve and be a member of that congregation for the foot of the cross. We are all equal in the eyes of um, God. Only, only if you're a believer, only if you're a believer. And when you practice unrepentant homosexuality, you practice unrepentant sexual perversion. Um, the Bible very clearly says you're not. It says you're not. Um, he he wrote on the gospel gatherings page in response to the church removing Baptist from his name. So, so first Orlando is doing what every all of these uh, world worshiping, um, world capitulating Southern Baptist churches are doing and saying, oh, the world just doesn't like the word Baptist. So if we take that out, you know, then a not only do we not get those complaints anymore and people complaining to us about what's going on in the Southern Baptist Convention, um, but then we're we're really free to kind of do whatever we want. There's no. There's no doctrinal pressure. We can sort of invent our own religion, and that's what, exactly what they do. His relationship with First Orlando and the Gospel Gathering has sparked multiple headlines on Christian conservative websites such as Protestia and The Dissenter. Yes, they have. He's also attracted uh, attention from podcasters like Justin Peters. And Mills, I remember this, last year Mills blamed Justin Peters for starting the controversy after going public about his Bible study. The attention spurred a complaint against the church to the SBC Credential Committee, questioning whether the church was in friendly cooperation. Joe Mills told the CP he was raised Southern Baptist and had been baptized as a youth in Tennessee at a church in the nation's largest, largest Protestant denomination, making it clear he isn't agree- in agreement with the SBC's stance on barring practicing homosexuals from membership. So he was, he was baptized as a youth, clearly um, not saved, just got back. I mean, and what he got, he got baptized again. Like he, he said, okay, my first baptism didn't count, but now that I'm at this other church, I want to get baptized again. Now, why would he do that? Why would he do that? Well, because he, he's much more comfortable associating with this new church. This church doesn't seem to have a problem with his homosexuality. They don't love him enough to, to stand up to it. They certainly don't love God enough to obey first Corinthians five. The instructions in there not to associate with those that practice these things, yet bear the name of brother. I don't care what God says, apparently. Anyway, so this is, yeah, this is, um, um, <laughs> so, so he has been gay with uh, Mario here for 25 years. You think Danny Diarmas didn't know about this? You think he, you think he didn't know? He knew. So, um, yeah, let, let me, we're going to spend the whole time walking through the article like this. Um, let's go to some other stuff. This is uh, the dissenter tweeting a response to Leonardo Blair at the Christian Post saying, if, uh, if Joe here is not a member, as he claimed in his interview, I guess Joe apparently told Leonardo Blair at the Christian Post he wasn't a member of the church. Why is he standing here wearing official First Orlando gear and serving in the children's ministry? Yes, that's right. Southern Baptist pastors who are now just waking up to this because you don't read Protestia and you should, you don't read the dissenter and you should, you don't listen to Justin Peters podcast and you should. Now, now you're just waking up to this. You're just figuring out that this is going on. 
It's right here. It's been here. It's been here for a year, this information. So not only do we have a, a, at a Southern Baptist church, at a Southern Baptist church, you have homosexuals in active membership. And whether they want to call it membership or not, if you're serving at the church in any sort of official way, um, you're, you know, doing what members are supposed to do. And uh, this gentleman is working in the children's ministry. You have a married gay man um, overseeing children at an SBC church. And the credentials committee doesn't take an issue with that, huh? They're not worried about that. The sex abuse task force isn't worried about that. That's not a concern. Um, just, Justin Peters weighed in and said, I appreciate you posting the article. I'm not sure how many of any of my videos on the subject you saw, but I and Casey Butner both made it very clear. We hold no animosity towards Joe Mills. In fact, we loved him enough to tell him the truth and to present the gospel. We both have prayed for him and want him to come to true repentance and faith in Christ. Um, we very much, uh, we want very much for him to move from the ranks of first Corinthians six, nine through 10 to the ranks of verse 11. Such were some of you, but to be clear, Joe Mills did in fact baptize someone in the baptistry of FBC Orlando. I provided video of the baptism. So the proof is here, no matter what he's uh, saying uh, in the article, we have our uh, friend, Tom Buck weighing in saying, Linking the article and saying, based on this article, here's what you need to know about the SBC. According to the Credentials Committee, a church can give the sign of baptism, the sign of baptism to openly practicing and unrepentant homosexuals, allow them to help baptize others and still be considered to be in friendly cooperation with the convention as described in the Constitution, Article 3. Sounds like there is now going to be the need for a law amendment to address what it means to be gay affirming. Yeah, apparently. Apparently, because we can't trust the churches and the convention to simply obey Scripture, and it, it is, um, it it is one of the potential risks, potential risks of of church autonomy. Now, I still still think, obviously, I'm a Baptist. Church autonomy is the scriptural uh, modality for authority on these issues, but that's why we need people to be open and exposing this stuff. And it's why if we're going to cooperate with other churches in ministry, why we need to hold one another to common scriptural beliefs, common a common confession. And whether Rick Warren or whoever wants to say, well, it's not a confession. The, the, the Baptist faith and message is not a confession. Like, we're not creedal. It's not a creed, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, but the, but the Bible says what it says. It teaches what it teaches. Um, let me see if there's anything more in this article. So there was a complaint. Uh, looks like uh, Jim Cummings of Dotson Memorial Baptist Church revealed on Twitter he complained to First Baptist Orlando to about uh, FBC Orlando uh, regarding whether or not uh, a church should be considered to be in friendly cooperation. And uh, here's what he received from the um, credentials committee. Dear Mr. Cummings, thank you for reporting your concerns regarding uh, First Baptist in Orlando, or I guess First Orlando now, whatever they're calling it. Our committee is tasked with forming an opinion regarding whether the church has a faith and practice which closely identifies with the convention's adopted statement of faith. We were asked to consider whether the church acts to affirm, approve, or endorse homosexual behavior. And then they said that uh, First Baptist Church Orlando, based on the information available to them, which I don't, I don't know what they saw or didn't see or ignored, um, they should continue to be considered a cooperating church with the SBC. Therefore, we decline further consideration and have removed the church from inquiry. Hmm. And of course, uh, Michael Battenfield back in October put it very, very clearly and obviously. Here is the unwritten summary: We ain't cutting off the hand that feeds us, and that's what—that's really what we're getting to here. Part of the reason that the, the Southern Baptist platformers were willing to let Saddleback Church go was because Saddleback Church hasn't been functionally SBC for forever and a day. They give very, very minimally to the convention. And 
Rick Warren, if you let his talons into anything, he will try to take it over and dominate it anyway. So they're like, you know, we don't care. But but you do have some Baptist churches, some big Baptist churches who give a lot. They give a lot. And um, the the credentials committee is not going to have a fight with them. And that, I mean, that's 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 the corruption. Follow the money. So back back to the um, I'm gonna see if I I'm gonna see I they the the church supposedly I'm gonna pull this back up here on their website the church firmly presents its doctrine on human sexuality saying we teach that the family is an institution created by God um, God's vision for the family is the uniting of one man and one woman in a covenant marriage for a lifetime human sexuality is a gift created for expression within the bounds of marriage and this, and this is a very common technique by the way for churches that are sort of they, They've gone totally soft on this issue. They don't actually, they don't, there's no church discipline involved in this immorality. They just let like live and let live. This is the kind of thing they do. We call it website Orthodox, right? They put a statement of faith on their website that reiterates biblical sexuality, but sort of in this soft one-sided way. So they'll say, Hey, we think this is God's design. We, we believe this is God's design. We affirm that this is, what God intends, um, they say it, or they'll say it like this. This is God's vision for the family. This vision for the family, which of course the very first thing that happens is someone will say, well, my family doesn't quite meet exactly that. And, and they'll, they'll start having exceptions almost immediately to this. And of course, then the church is nowhere to be found about, well, the reason that this is God's vision is because this is his command. It's not, it's not his vision to be one man, one woman, but if you're two men or you're two women or something like that, well, it's not ideal. That's not that that's the position that they kind of take. And, and it's, it's a don't ask, don't tell to borrow former military, um, to, to borrow a former military, um, (laughs) phraseology. So this, this is, um, the clip here uh, from, Posted by the dissenter. We have longtime members of... And by the way, this was a year ago. So for, for Southern Baptist pastors who are now saying things like, uh, whoa, I didn't even know this was a thing. Didn't even know about this. This was posted a year ago and put all over the internet a year ago. And yet, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll end the freeloader portion with this after we watch this clip, but I, I do want to say something about the fact that this has been out here for so long. 50 plus years greeting and welcoming new people who are walking in for the very first time. We have those who love traditional. Oh, and by the way, um, uh, I've had a little few tech issues here for, so for some reason I'm playing this and you're not hearing the audio from the video, put it in the chat real quick. Cause I'm going to play it. Assuming y'all can hear it. Music and hymns and those who know only contemporary music. We have choir lovers and non music lovers, a pipe organ and loud electric guitars. We have the 99-year-old World War II hero and the millennial immigrant who doesn't know anything about American history sitting on the same row and listening and learning about Jesus together. We have transgender, LGBTQ, straight, single, married, divorced, and cohabitating people. Really? In your church? In your church? Not as those you welcome in for the purpose of evangelizing, but they're, they're, are they serving? Well, yeah, we know they're serving. We see evidence that they're serving. You have cohabitating people. And notice how he mixes these things together, by the way. He takes a bunch of categories that have no moral implication whatsoever. Oh, people that have different preferences of music or people that are different ages or people that are, you know, different, different, uh, you know, life backgrounds and things like that. Um, he, he starts by describing those, um, and then, and then shifts it like a little bait and switch over to things that have very serious moral implications biblically. Doesn't even seem to bother him. He's like, yeah, it's fine, man. We're, we're, we're so diverse. We're so diverse. We're so multicultural that we even include the cultures of, of rampant, um, unrepentant sin against the Holy God. Like you're not a church at that point, man. You're, you're not a body of believers. You're just a, you're just a, a a club. You're a, you're a hangout club. 
these same people attend, listen, serve, grow, and give. They, they serve, huh? We have transgender, LGBTQ, straight, single, married, divorced, and cohabitating people. These same people attend, listen, serve, grow, and give. We have Democrats, Republicans, Independents, and non-registered people. By the way, can I, can I, can I say, um, if you have Democrats, registered voting Democrats in your church membership, that is, that is, that is worthy, as worthy as anything of church discipline. Look very clearly, look, look very closely with what the Democrat Party promotes. Their, their party platform is basically a direct refutation of the Ten Commandments. And yet, and yet, what, that's okay. It's okay somehow to supposedly be, um, supposedly be in, 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 in good standing membership of a Christian church while you vote for the party that codifies the murder of the unborn, um, institutional thievery, the, the um, envy as, is like the driving force behind that party is envy. <sighs> yeah, I, I see uh, uh, Paul in the comments saying something you know, that's very apt. One, he says, one sign of this bad theology is drifting, uh, drifting church in drifting churches is often a movement away from calling sexual immorality sin and calling it not God's best. Exactly. Exactly. And they do this with everything. Because they've basically watered down Christianity. They've, they've watered down worship of God and faith in Christ to be um, a product that people can, um, a product that they can give or take on their own terms. You know, they, they, they can take the pieces of Christianity that they want, throw away the parts that they don't want, and still claim Christ. Um, God is much, much too holy for that. And I... I mean, I would be, I would be scared to death, no pun intended, to try to um, promote that kind of a position. Let's see if, um, let's see if David, uh, excuse me, uh, Danny DeArmer says anything else here. We have documented and undocumented people. We have politically active and socially responsible people. We have pro-life and <laughs> socially. What does that mean? Ah, he doesn't know. Pro-choice and pro-war and pro-peace. We have pro-choice. We have pro-baby murder people in, in good standing and good fellowship at our church. And he, he says this like, you know, like he should be patted on the back. You know who pats you on the back for that? The world. God is, God is not pleased with this whatsoever. This is, a, this is an offense against his holiness. We have support the blue and Black Lives Matter sitting together and serving together. We have Trumpers and never-Trumpers. We have Biden supporters and Harris supporters. We have the ultra-wealthy and the indigent sitting together, singing together, and serving together. Again, he just keeps going back and forth between things with no moral implication and things that, that are profoundly, um, profound, have profound moral implications. We have the social elite and the social outcast. We have the best-dressed and the barely dressed. You have the barely dressed, huh? I really hope that you mean like, hey, their clothes aren't very nice, and maybe they only have one pair of pants, and not they're running into your church half naked. And in the midst of all of this, we have one of the most beautiful worship experiences you can possibly imagine. No, you don't. No, you don't. Lost people can't worship God. I hate to break it to you. People who are dead, lost and dead in their trespasses and sins cannot worship God. They do nothing that pleases God. All of their righteousness is like filthy rags. You would know that if you would take that piece of paper off the top of what I'm assuming is a Bible and open it up and study it and apply it consistently. But instead, you're too busy inventing your own religion. Too busy inventing your own version of Christianity that pleases nothing but the world. God, is, God spits this out of his mouth. He wants no part of this. I mean, I would be afraid to be in the building while he was saying this. 
Because all of us gather around the good news of Jesus and the one who is changing us and the one who unifies us. And we celebrate how he has set us all free from our bondage to sin and given us eternal life. Jose, we are First Orlando. That's disgusting. Horribly offensive. And, I mean, like I said, this has been out for a year. I think this was, if I remember correctly, yeah, uh, this, the dissenter uh, put this clip on YouTube in February 7th, 2022. So well over, in fact, what, almost two years at this point, almost two years at this point, this has been uh, available. This has been on the internet. Justin Peters did a, did a, did a breakdown of a lot of this information. And you know, say what you want about Protestia. Say what you want about the dissenter. Say what you want about those those di- disreputable discernment ministries or whatever. That's fine. Um, very few people say that about Justin Peters. So, for again, for for these SBC pastors and things like that, like what they're shocked by this. They didn't know. Well, um, we've been doing the work, providing the information for you. Yeah, and 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 granted, I mean, we got folks that that uh, you know they as we're providing this information, they may not want to like link it back to us or whatever. I don't care. The point is to get the truth out about what's going on. I mean, these are the same people. Some of these guys are like, there is no liberal downgrade in the SBC. What are you talking about? It's right here. It's been here. It's been here for a while. So my, I mean, my recommendation was that, um, and I said this, I, I, I retweeted what, uh, what Tom Buchan said, what Tom Buck said on Twitter. And said um, that he's spot on, although uh, unfaithfulness of FBC Orlando has, has had light on it for well over a year now. More SBC pastors need to make Protestia, Dissenter, and Justin Peters ministries, along with many other good sources, uh, part of their regular intake. Yep, we're right here. And and we're, we'll keep doing the work. And um, thank you for the uh, all the support of the patrons for all the freeloaders out there. We love you guys. Um, and thank the thank the patrons for uh, their financial support of this. Consider joining. Consider joining, and uh, we'll keep bringing more of this content to you. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to protesting tonight for the twelfth of December, twenty twenty three. If you are a patron supporter in Patreon, there is a link. There is a link underneath the. Uh, Post for this live stream that has the PTVIP live stream where we will be next for for the rest of you uh, freeloaders. We love you, but you got to go. Thanks so much for uh, uh, being on the stream, guys. I'll try to put it up a little bit uh, sooner next time so we, everybody sees it coming. Um, anyway, stay tuned for protest here for all your latest in Christian polemics and discernment. Of course, um, PTVIPers, go to Patreon for that link. We'll see you over on the live stream as soon as I can switch over. For everybody else, have a good rest of your week. And as always, Simple Reformation.